Make more birdies. A bottle of bourbon, a little glass, and some ice. This is not a tip. This is a prescription. Trust me. Mm. If you don't, you will fall out of bounds. Welcome to Birdies and Bourbon. Sit down and have a sip. Welcome back, everybody, to the Birdies and Bourbon show. Uh, we are joined tonight by PGA Tour caddy and be- betting better, betting better, <laughs> extraordinaire, Dynamite Dean Emerson. I'll get that right. I'm going to let him tell us all about his betting expertise or tell Dan and I about his betting expertise. If you don't follow him on Instagram, you absolutely should. Uh, I'm going to let him also talk about his record uh, as far as where he's at on betting. We may talk a little bit of Ryder Cup. Uh, He's not going to be talking about betting on the Ryder Cup, but we are going to talk a little bit about the pairings. And I don't know. He he may have a six cigar in hand and he may not. So we'll see where that goes. <laughs> we'll see where that goes for us. So Dean, thanks for joining Dan and I on the show, sir. How are you? Pretty good. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I was a little surprised you reached out to me. <laughs> well, more importantly, Dan's like, holy shit. He said, yes. I'm like, yep. he, I, he, I'm like, well, he said, yes, we'll see if he shows up or not. So, uh, so here you go. You're a glutton for punishment, sir. Oh, we appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, sure. So before we get started, uh, I'm, I'm sipping on a little bit of, uh, I'm sipping on a seal box private release. They just did. So sealbox.com. It's, uh, it's so far. Are so good just cracked it open but dean what i want to know is what are you smoking on tonight this is a jfr lunatic it's a 70 by 7 ring and it it will last me 12 holes wow oh, we've yeah. got it down to the holes ladies and gentlemen so uh that is a cigar aficionado if we've ever seen one so we got some fun stuff to talk about uh we're going to talk about uh about dean's experience so how did he get started caddying who's he caddied for i think that's a really cool story but dean before we get into the cool stories who's who's dynamite dean emerson man why are you even <laughs> on this show with us i i'm wondering that myself <laughs> So people ask me, well, you know, what is dynamite? What is dynamite? Dynamite started back in, in college. Uh, I went to school at Plymouth state university. It was Plymouth state college, small D three school up in New Hampshire. And I played football up there and, you know, we had a game on Saturday and of course, Saturday night, we all go out and get smashed. Right. Mm. And so Sunday, we're kind of all laying around on the couch watching the likes of uh, Stu Finer, Freddie Edelstein, Boomer, all on ESPN giving their picks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I wasn't having a pretty good week. You know, back in the day, if you were down $75, it was a lot. Yeah, sure. So as I'm watching TV, I thought to myself, well, I'm going to go out with a bang. I'm either going to you know, go 0-3, I'm going to go 4-0, or, you know, I got to go on a run, but I'm going out with a bang. <laughs> and so I went on a nice little run that Sunday, and I'm laying in bed that night, and I said, man, what an explosion that was, and I thought of dynamite. And I said, I'm just going to call myself dynamite. Perfect. So the next day, Monday Night Football, I came walking out of my room, and I said, dynamite selection services here. <laughs> and so I started... <laughs> I started giving out my picks to all the boys. <laughs> and so kind of dynamite, that's how dynamite came about. That's perfect. I love that. I love that. <laughs> there's, there's really three, 
three branches to dynamite. I've got the dynamite selection services where I give out my, my picks. Then I've got uh, dynamite caddy services that came about when I had to name my, uh, my business, mm-hmm. you know, for, for caddying on tour. And then the last leg was the dynamite trading services where I give out a couple of stock tips. Cause I worked out for fidelity. I worked at fidelity for a while. Nice. So, just like the government, there's three branches to dynamite. <laughs> Hold on. So hold on. So we've gone from a sports book to to a, a golf caddy now to uh, to stock trade. I'm, I'm trying. I, I don't know what the theme is yet. I'll hopefully I'll come up with it by the time we get done talking. But uh, but there's there's something. I mean, money's involved in all, I guess. But uh, there's something there. There's something there. Yeah. So that's uh, that's how Dynamite came about. And, you know, the hats, obviously, um, there was this girl on, on tour. She worked for branded bills and I just kind of reached out to her cause I liked the hat. It was a nice quality hat. And, uh, I just thought about creating one for myself and, uh, put that dynamite stick on there with the golf ball. And I get more comments on, on this hat, you know, when we're out on tour and, and caddy and people are like, where do you get that hat? Where do you get that hat? And Rob will turn to me and say, well, Dean, tell him where you get the hat. <laughs> So there's really, there's really no place to get it right now. Other than somebody, you know, DMing me. Uh, speaking of how would they DM you Dean, if they want to get in touch with you? Just through dynamite caddy services. Cool. Uh, yeah. Instagram dynamite. Yeah. Instagram. Instagram. Yep. Dynamite caddy services. You can find him. And Hey, I mean, he responded back to us. So I'd say you got a great chance of uh, getting a response. And if you're looking for a hat, you've got an even better chance of getting a response. It's a nice quality hat, isn't it, Cal? Fan, fantastic. Looks good. Yeah, Looks great. Absolutely. Dan, Dan may or may not get his. Oh, I'm just, I'm just wow. looking forward to that. Yeah. Just, that sweet. Just, just saying. Just saying. <laughs> so, so let's go. We're, and we're going to get off, in. Hold on, Cal. Okay. So, so Dean, right. first off, I'm going to tell you, when Cal calls you of, the, of your services, you're going to get the trifecta from him. He's going to want all three. He's going to want all three. Yeah, all three. Right. <laughs> I can oblige. It's, yeah. Is there like a, is there like a coupon if you get all three? <laughs> I've been giving everything out for free. <laughs> Hey, until, until, until I call, until I call. And then it's like, wait a minute, hold on. Let me get the menu out for the prices. I, I see what's happening. Dan, no, set me I'm not up charge you. Dan, Dan set me up. So let's, uh, let, let's, we'll co-mingle kind of the golf in. How in the hell did you wind up on a bag at the 2017 U S amateur Riviera for doc Redmond in a playoff in a playoff <laughs> with Doug Gim? Yeah. So that, that is, uh, that whole story is wacky. It's crazy where life brings you. I was, um, I was down in North Carolina working. I joined this course called the old Chatham country club. And I, I mean, I'll go back to the beginning where I was, I was a member there and this kid one Saturday morning was caddying for me. And he was talking about all the good young golfers, the Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, Ricky Fowler. And I'm like, he's like, yeah, I played with them as a junior. And I said, okay, buddy, just, just give me my six iron. I, I got to hit a shot, you know? <laughs> and then, you know, after the round, I look up this kid's name and it's Grayson Murray. Mm-hmm. And I said, holy shit, this kid can play. Like he, he won the, he was awarded the Arnold Palmer golf golf ship at uh, Wake Forest. Um, he went to ECU, I think. And then he ended up at, Arizona state. So I kind of befriended him and we started playing some golf together. And then, you know, we were breaking bread one day and I said, 
you know, what, what's your game plan? What happened at school? You didn't, you didn't like it. He said, I just don't like school. I see my peers out there making a lot of money and I feel like I can do it. And so I said, well, what do you need? And we gave him a little bit of money. There were, I think, eight investors that invested in him and he didn't take long at all to go out and start earning some money. Uh, he won on the web.com. Then he won on the PGA tour. Uh, I think he won the Barbasol. He paid all the investors back and you know, he's, he's been a success. He's going through some rough times right now, but I think he'll, he'll be back, back out on tour. Mm -hmm. Um, then, so I met him. Then I had this other young guy caddying for me one day and his name was doc Redman. And he says, do you mind, do you want to caddy for me in the Northeast amateur tournament up in Rhode Island? And of course, you know, I live up in Massachusetts. Um, and I said, sure. Yeah. Why don't, why don't we go up there? We'll spend some time, meet the family. We'll drive down to Rhode Island. He finished sixth. Wow. Um, in that Northeast amateur three weeks later, his coach, uh, coach bird couldn't make it to Riviera to caddy for him in the United States amateur championship. Wow. So I went out there and called me, said, you want to do the USAM? I said, sure. And so he actually didn't, I caddied for him. He actually didn't think he was going to make it into match play, but there was uh, I believe it was eight for four playoff. And, um, he got in and then he went on, he went on to win. Wow. So that's my, my caddy story. That's how I ended up caddying. I had never caddied before prior to that. I played a lot of golf, but I had never caddied. <laughs> and truth be told at the USAM, you can use range finders. Mm -hmm. So I was basically taking the range finder out of the bag, handing it to doc and he was shooting <laughs> his own numbers. <laughs> So he did the numbers. I kind of just, you know, kept him hydrated and cool and he did the rest. Mm. I mean, it was, it was incredible. If you look up the scores of, of that championship match, I mean, they both played phenomenal. Mm. Um, but you know, just from a, uh, from a standpoint of, you know, how the hell did I end up here? You know, just a guy from Lowell, Massachusetts. And now I'm caddying in the USAM and, and doc happened to go on and win it. That's amazing. So at that point, after Doc had won, I did a couple of uh, events for him before he turned pro. And I did one event for him as a professional. But I think at that point, his agency decided that it was more important for him to have a, um, you know, a true professional on the bag, somebody with experience. And so he ended up with um, Zach Williamson, who used to caddy for uh, Jonas Blix. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's really hard. You know, now that I've caddied for about a year and a half for another uh, an awesome guy, uh, Rob Oppenheim, if I look back, it would be hard for a rookie PGA tour player and a rookie caddy to kind of get going out there. It, and, and is that from just the, um, uh, the, the logistics and I, I don't mean getting to the golf course, but I'm talking about once you're at the golf course and making sure if you got two people that are, and I'm going to just speak loosely, if you don't mind, I haven't had that much yet, but I'm getting there. Uh, but <laughs> I'm one for me. <laughs> Noted. Care, care, careful what you ask for. Uh, no, but, but when you say that, right, I mean, it, it's, and I, I've never caddied. I've played at some courses where I've had a caddy, but, but obviously for, you know, 
no serious amount of money whatsoever. Right. But I mean, if you're there, it's, you know, and, and you've got, again, working through the, what used to be the crowds of people and, and you know, the media, the you know, kind of moving around and what may be unfamiliar territory, if you haven't been there to that golf course and kind of getting yourself set up and, and how you navigate through, I can totally see how, uh, how it, I don't want to say a detriment, but I could see how somebody else might have an advantage if they're getting, Hey, we're going to, here's where we're going to go. If you don't want to do that. Right. I mean, people are, are kind of making their own decisions, but you know, it kind of helps to have that, uh, Hey, I've been here before kind of uh, mentality or know-how. Right. Absolutely. I think it's, uh, it helps to, to you, you mentioned not only on the course, but even travel, logistically yeah. traveling, I think it helps to know somebody that's already been through it all and has been to the courses. And um, yes, from a standpoint of the, the tournament and playing and, you know, shushing the crowd and, and all of that. Yeah. I think that's important, especially for a rookie, um, but the travel too, just knowing where to fly into um, how to get from place to place can help. You know, the more you can make a player feel comfortable the better off they're going to perform, you know, and every shot obviously is, could be life-changing. Yeah. So you said, uh, so you're a year and a half in give or take you said. Yeah, roughly. Yeah. Yep. I, I hooked on. I, so to continue that story um, after doc, I, I caddied for a young man named Ben Griffin. He played at um, uh, UNC and I did a couple of events for Ben and Rob Oppenheim saw me and now Rob's a Massachusetts guy, I should say. And so I know Rob, I've played golf with him way back. Um, and I know his dad pretty well. We have coffee often, but he just asked me, Hey, do you want to come out and do a couple of corn Ferry events? And so I, I said, sure. Um, and then it was the corn Ferry playoffs in 2019. And he said, you want to do the playoffs with me? And so I did. And he ended up getting his card and he said, the bag's yours if you want it. So I, I certainly wanted it. And so that's how I became a PGA Tour caddy. Holy nice. shit. Yeah. I, I, don't, I mean, I, I don't mean it in a, like a, any way other than like putting yourself <laughs> in the right place at the right time to be able to take advantage of an opportunity. That's a fair way to say it. it it's absolutely. I mean, you just don't know how or why. I mean, I, I can reflect back and, and, and think about the moment I was standing on the, the green at Riviera holding the flag and Doc had a, like an eight-footer to tie Gim. And I'm just thinking to myself, what the fuck? How, how did I end up here? What is going on? Mm. You know, and, and then he pipes one on the uh, playoff hole. I mean, you couldn't have dropped a ball in a better place to where he hit. They played number 10 at Riviera. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that hole. Yeah, and, and no offense to Gim, but I think Gim just shit the bed off the tee and said, eh, we're done, right? He, he, yeah, well, I mean, he, he tried, he hockeyed it around for a little bit, but he, yeah, he hooked it left into the trees yeah. over there. And, you know, we hit a three wood and, uh, Doug hit a driver. I think I'm pretty sure he did. Uh, but he hooked it left <laughs> and, and then he, it took a while for him to get the ball, um, even on the green. Um, but you know, you look at Doug now and he's, he's earned his tour card. Yeah. Doug was, he's a class act. Didn't he, wasn't he, at the mat was it doug this year at the masters that uh he broke he did, didn't have a good round with his putter and he wound up putting with his three wood or something i may be confusing people oh yeah. I, i'd be shocked if that was him because he okay 
I think he handles himself pretty well. I'd, I'd be shocked if he snapped a putter on per, uh, purpose. It may not have been him. It may not have been Doug. Yeah. yeah. But um, so, yeah. So after that, um, yeah, that's Rob asked me to caddy and uh, I've caddied for, for him for about a year and a half. So was that your first so, time at the Riv in 2017? Is that your first time on the, at the Riv in 2017? Have you seen that course before? It, it was. Yeah. It was my first time. But as you know, I mean, they're there all week. Yeah. So, you know, you got metal play and then you got, uh, I think we, I caddied, I don't know, 180 holes that, that week or something. Right. <laughs> you right. know, a lot of people say that that place should be, you know, for a major one of these days. What did you think about the course? I love the course. Yeah. I think it's, uh, I think it could, I think it could be one of those venues where they could have a major there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's the difference Dean in, um, so it, at the, U, at the U S amateur and, uh, you've done, you've worked on, you've did some corn ferry, uh, worked on some, the corn ferry tour a bit. And now you're, you know, we're at the PGA. Um, I, I guess from the caddies perspective, what's, what, what's the difference? Is there, I mean, is there a lot of difference? Is there, and I, I'm, I'm not, I'm sure there's amenities and things that, that you don't get at the other place, you know, at other tours, but I'm talking about, you know, when, when you're, when you're under the strap and you're with the player, what's, what are you doing differently? I'm not personally doing anything different than, than I would with anybody, even at a, a local level. I also caddied, I should mention, I, I caddied for, uh, Rich Barbarian, who's a local yep. PGA tour, uh, not PGA tour, a local, uh, club pro. He, he made it into the PGA championship a few times. I caddied for him out at TPC Harding park for me personally. Um, you know, I wouldn't do anything different. You know, my goal is to try and keep a player loose, um, hydrated, um, and focused on his next shot. You know, there's, there's that time in between fairways, you know, shots and you're walking on the fairway and you're having discussions, but there's a time to zone in and, and focus. And so, you know, I think again, it's, it's, this is my opinion that it's a caddy's job to get their player ready to hit each shot. You know, you both have a vested interest in it, but you've got to keep them loose and you got to keep them focused at the same time, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. So, uh, this, I, we, I said no curveballs earlier. This may be one. So oh, green what? books, green books and range finders have any opinion that you'd like to give on either of those? Yeah. I don't like the range finders. I like, I like the fact that it takes skill to kind of come up with a number. Although, you know, Rob may say I'm not very good at it. But. <laughs> <laughs> Man, hold on. Hold on. Are you, are you on the bag for the 21, 22 season? Uh, yeah, I will be if um, if he's if he's out there. Yeah, yeah. I, he hasn't told me I'm fired. So that's that's where I was going. So you must be doing something right. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Either either that or he has nobody else. To <laughs> no, I'm sure no, it's all I, good. I enjoy my time with Rob. He's you know you could talk to all his peers. And he is one of the nicest guys out there. He takes the time in the pro-ams to talk to the amateurs, to show them how to hit certain shots. I mean, he's, I can't say enough good things about him. It's been a pleasure to to work with him. Very cool. Yeah. And uh, you didn't, you didn't talk about the greens book. So you, you Oh yeah, no, the greens. So the greens books, um, (laughs) we've used them, right? We've used them. And I think there's a, there's, there's some guys that really study them. 
you know, and use them. For us, it was more about the approach shots, the second shots on, you know, where's the runoff? Where's the follow-off? Where do I not want to hit this? It wasn't, um, you know, we we're about to hit a putt. Let me bring that out and take a look. Um, Rob's a field player anyway, right? So for sure. us, the Greens book was more about approach shots. And I think um, probably half the guys would say that. Uh, there are some guys, though, that use it on the green. I think it depends on the situation on the green and, and things like that. You yeah, know, where, where your ball is on the green. Sure. So, all right. So, so my next question is going to lead. We're going to get into uh, one of your uh, one, one of the trifecta. We're going to get into some gambling stuff here in a minute. But um, <laughs> so you, you may or may not want to tell us. Um, but, uh, it, th- there's, uh, th- there's, there's some intellect in this man that's talking to us today in, in dynamite Dean Emerson and, and two of them are strictly having to do with money. Uh, the, the other one is potentially with, with money uh, on, on the golf course. What's your handicap? Oh, my cap is a, my index is a 6.4, but I, I'm certainly not playing to that right now. <laughs> And, and how is that, uh, regardless of, it's just good to know what we're working with. It's so damn, we're definitely getting lots of strokes. Don't worry about that. <laughs> and, but so, so how have you taken your game? Uh, and by the way, if the folks that are, that are drinkers and not golfers, if you want to play to a six, uh, that that's pretty damn good. That that's better than probably, I don't know, 90 percentile that you see every day on the golf course that I just pulled that number out of my ass. It could be way off. <laughs> Dean, you, you can, you can uh, correct me on that if I'm, if I'm way off base, but that's pretty damn good. And how have you taken that six index to, uh, you've probably been better at times depending on how much you're playing, but how does your game translate over to you on the bag and kind of what you're thinking? Because I'm sure Rob in, you know, and I think you're being a little too humble in the sense of what you're saying. And, you know, the golfer is the golfer. He's the one hitting the shots and he's the one doing what he's doing. But, but there's something to be said about the person under, you know, that that's, that's, you know, that's the bag person. I'm going to say, I want to say bag man, but it's like, Oh no, you can't say. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> I'm going to say the bag man. Anyway. Captain Stricker's, you know, his wife caddies for him. So that's, can, that's why I say the bag person I'm trying yeah, you know, but, yeah. but you know, with that being said, how much of, of your game kind of translates it into, you know, what, what you're looking at and seeing, I mean, catting for a few different folks. I mean, is there anything that translates over for you? Zero. Ah, uh, shit. <laughs> Zero. 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 Look, the way that I look at this is these guys, I played traditional sports growing up. I played football, baseball, basketball. I was not a golfer. My dad was a golfer. And he used to sit around and watch golf. And I'd be like, how the fuck can you watch this? This is, <laughs> this is boring as hell. And then, and then you graduate from college and you can't play football anymore. You can play men's league hoop, men's league baseball, but... I didn't want to do that. And so one day I went to the range with him and hit a couple of balls. And then I got hooked ever since. So you um, didn't, you didn't play golf until after college. Oh yeah. No, I didn't start probably till I was like 25 ish. Oh wow. Yeah. So I, that's why I say zero. These guys have been brought up playing golf since they were about four years old. What am I going to tell these guys that they don't already know? Mm-hmm. So you know, it, it may be like, uh, hey, I, I could suggest, Rob, you, how about grabbing the seven wood and bumping it instead of, you know, trying to chip it based on a lie. Things don't like, hit, don't hit it into the fucking creek in front of the uh, in front of the green. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't hit it there. 
Um, but, you know, just suggesting uh, different shots based on a lie. Um, but other than that, you know, your, your job as a caddy is to, like I said, keep your guy cool, calm, collective, loose. Um, you got to know the wind. You got to know yardages, you know, from the front of the green to the pin. Uh, those are the things that I've learned most. You know, I think that's that's what a caddy does. And anybody, any caddies out there or, or players, I guess, for that matter, uh, that, that you're not on the bag for that uh, kind of, uh, you know, you've gravitated towards or gravitated towards you that kind of helped you along the way and given you like some some pointers or mentors for you, maybe? Yeah. Uh, you know, Doc's caddy, Zach uh, Williamson, he's been a good resource. He's been very helpful. A um, couple of the coaches that are out there, you know, they've been helpful. Um, if I had any questions, I'd ask them. Um, but yeah, you know, we, we've traveled a little bit with Doc and his caddy. We kind of stay together at a few, few events. Um, so I, I'd, I'd ask him quite a bit and he's connected with the rest of them. Sure. So I kind of swim in my own lane. <laughs> I, I know you're, you're the, you're the non-traditionalist. I, right. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I've been yeah so grateful. And I mean, how many, what's the percentage of guys that get the caddy on the PGA tour? Not many. I'm glad you've gone there because I wanted to ask, I just couldn't think of what's the, uh, what's the polite way to say, I mean, shit, man. I mean, to, to, I mean, think about how many people are going to be listening to this then. And they're like, I want to be, I want to go be a caddy. I'm not good enough to be a player. I want to go caddy for somebody. And yeah. again, I, I mean, I think you said it or, well, as we were talking, I mean, what I heard was don't pass up on any opportunity that might put you in a position that something else. And, and it's not just caddying, right? I mean, it's just life in general, put Anything. yourself in a position to, to get lucky, right? Make your own luck. I, I agree with you. I think you make your own luck. I, you know, I try and keep a positive attitude, um, do what I love to do. And, um, you know, if you're doing the right things, ultimately you'll end up where you want to be. I think, you know, and I, yeah, it's, uh, I've just been very grateful to, to end up where I am. And I can't thank Rob and, and doc enough to, for giving me the opportunity, even Grayson, you know, I have to give him a shout out too. Um, he gave me the opportunity to invest in him and get into the golf space really. He did all the work. These guys do all the work. You know, you're just along for the ride. As my buddy likes to say, we lug them and scrub them. <laughs> Absolutely. What's been the most shocking thing about being on tour as a caddy? Oh, man, that's a good question. No, don't tell him that. I'll never hear the end of this shit. The most shocking thing? Well, you think it cuts you off guard the most. Like, oh, my gosh, you know, I can't believe um, this. I really can't think of anything off the top of my head. Like I haven't, I've seen a lot of things that, you know, I think I told you I, uh, I'm in Lowell, Massachusetts and you know, not to, <laughs> there's a lot that goes on in this city. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, nothing really blows me away. Like, Holy shit. What's the most shocking thing that's, uh, it's happened in Lowell, Massachusetts. <laughs> yeah. No, there's, there's, there's a, there's some gunfire uh, and that's, and that's for the next show. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> stay tuned. <laughs> um, geez, people that's from okay. Lowell are going to hate me now. Okay. Oh boy. No, Lowell's, Lowell's a good spot. Good, nice melting pot to grow up. And, um, uh, we love it here. Cool. Cool. 
All right. So, so we got the dynamite story. If you, and if anything come pops into mind, you can, uh, you know, Dan screws this thing up all the time. All the so time. feel free, all feel the time. free just to why, are throwing, why are you throwing Dan under the bus? <laughs> Yeah, what'd, you, what'd you do to him? Well, Dynamite, I, I thought by now you would have thrown him under the bus. You haven't, so I'm going to have to start. I mean, it's just the way it goes. I mean, it's like it's some, somebody's got to be the scapegoat on this thing. True, I, can, I, can I say scapegoat anymore? Is that even allowed? Why can't you say I, that? I, I don't know. I think it's allowed, but I, I mean, th- any, this, these day and times, I don't know what I can and can't say. I need like a list. <laughs> Who's got a problem with scapegoat? I don't have a problem with it. I'm just making sure. Just making sure. Although I uh, did hear, I did hear a local high school was trying to change their their mascot's name. Uh, the, the The mascot is where their yeah, Great Ghosts is the name of the uh, their mascot. And somebody thinks it's offensive. God, my goodness. Oh, they probably thought they said space ghost and space ghost is copyrighted. That's probably what somebody misspoke. Probably. <laughs> I have no idea, but it's like a cartoon character, I, but I get it. All right. I so we need to loosen up and drink more bourbon. Dynamite. Don, easy, easy in moderation and or if bourbon's not your thing, have a good cigar. Yeah. So as, as we're getting into these cigars, we're going to have some cigar questions in a minute. I want to talk some betting. And, um, we're going to, we're going to go, I'm going to go in a direction of what's your favorite. I'm going to say sport, but I mean, you can really bet on anything, but I'm going to say, what's your favorite sport to bet? That's the first one. And I'll let you kind of stew on it a minute. And, and then what's your most successful sport that you bet? Mm -hmm. Because I think they could be two very different things. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. First answer, first question, first answer, Little League Baseball. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> so as we're getting more politically correct. <laughs> no, I mean, if you follow the show, if you follow Dynamite Caddy Services and my selection services, I- I've actually bet on Little League Baseball. They had lines on Little League Baseball. On the World Series. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I took... Um, Tom's River, New Jersey, a couple times. Um, and uh, who else did I take? Oh, the team from New Hampshire. <laughs> yeah, I got a That's prediction. Too good. Got a prediction. That's too good. Dynamite yeah. is going to be managing the Red Sox in the next 10 years. <laughs> I mean, why not? Yeah. That'd be great. I'm just hoping they get into the playoffs. I, I think too. they'll be all right. I think so, yeah. Are you Should a Sox be. fan, Dan? Yeah, yeah. Out of anybody, I I'm not a huge baseball follower these days, but I do. That's my team. If I if I were to pick one, yeah. Yeah, me too. I, I mean, playoffs around the corner. I'll watch them. Uh, I'll watch the regular season games, but not religiously. Yeah. Um, and I'll certainly root for them. Um, and then I will uh, obviously root for them in the playoffs. Yeah. But football, football is my favorite sport to bet by far. The NFL is. That's where I have the most success. Um. I'll bet college football, I'll bet um, uh, the NFL. I bet a, a Canadian football league game the other day. <laughs> I got some information from somebody north of the border. It was a loser. So uh, they should stick to hockey. I, I, I may have, I, I may, I saw that post and, oh. and, 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 and I, I pumped the brakes a little bit and I said, you know what? I don't bet it. And, or I haven't bet it in the past. I said, ah, I'm going to, I'm going to see how that goes. Yeah. I, I did see that one went a little South on you. So yeah not, yeah, not not you. I mean, you were taking someone else's. That's why, Hey, 
But I post them. I, I post them and I keep that record. I have discretion. I, I'll, if, it, if it's something I like and I'll go with, I'm not pointing the finger because ultimately I made the play. I, I posted it. So it's in. It's in the record. It's a loser. Lots of resources, right? I mean, there's so many resources to go to. It, do you use, um, so when you're referencing something or if you're looking at a book, do you use any particular book? You, know, you kind of bounce around between a few? or I kind of look around, but I really like that Action Network mm-hmm. site. Um, oh, yeah. yep. I like that thing a lot. It's yep. got a lot of information on it, but I'll, I'll bounce around. I'll call my sources and, um, you know, do my research. Hey, he, he knows a guy. He knows <laughs> yeah. a guy. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, so uh, let's see, when is this going to drop? Uh, this will probably drop on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I don't know. Can we ask about tonight's game? Uh, yeah sure yeah yeah oh, okay so who you got in tonight's game oh oh you, you're asking dan no well i was just saying i, I don't know because it's gonna it's gonna it's date fine. it right because this will this will drop on wednesday and it and i guess we could always edit well, this out well, just uh, talk about thursday night's game <clears throat> Ooh, who we got for thursday i think uh, it's a shit game <laughs> it's uh carolina and houston yeah so houston's cute tyrod taylor's out um you know, early on, it's again, I'm, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do yet, but if I, I would lean towards the under. Yeah. Uh, I think the total somewhere around 44. Carolina by seven and a half. Got to be under. I mean, I bet I may bet both unders on that one. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if Houston's going to be able to cover. Uh, I think Carolina can cover. Had a good week. They had a good weekend, right? Yeah, they're two and oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's which is surprising. You know, it kind of goes to show you, like Sam Darnold, he's um, you know he's two and zero. He's got two wins, and you wonder were the Jets that bad or is he playing pretty good football? Well, they didn't win this weekend either. Just saying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pat's got him good. It's like uh, who who was more fortunate, Tampa Bay or or the Pats? Because I I think the Patriots are going to actually wind up. On the right side of things. I, now, are they going to win a Super Bowl this year? I don't think so. But I think they're going to wind up. Should be playoff bound. I would. I would expect. Um, Mac Jones is is to me. I think he, he looks so much like Tom Brady. It's not even funny. <laughs> hold, wait, he, hold on. So you you're in boss. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, Donnie. Yeah. But I, I got to clarify this before you before you get into this thing because I know how y'all feel about Tom Brady up there. You're you're, you're you're already like I'm like oh, hold on the guy's like uh, he weighs 20 pounds more he's two inches shorter his hair's not nearly as good he's like oh my god every time he takes his helmet off it looks just like Tom Brady <laughs> no no hold on but but I think that it didn't actually work out that bad for you guys up there and and I think it was a good exercise to let Tom Brady move on because now you're kind of grooming something that's probably going to turn into like a, a franchise quarterback. Yeah, I mean who knows what what's going to happen, right? Something could one of those guys knocking wood could get injured and you never know what fate the team has after that, but um it's been obviously fantastic to be able to watch Tom all those years. And now he's continuing that success. Look, I call him Tom. Like we're best buddies. Oh, Hey Tom. Hey Tom. Hey Tom. Hit Dean up. He's, he's ready. Anytime you are.
Hey, this is Brad Bowman, former investigative reporter featured on the Heist documentary here with Birdies and Bourbon. Sit back and enjoy the ride. We, we can't keep him all night. So uh, I don't know anything else you want to share about uh, on the betting side. I mean, is there, I mean, are, are there times that you're just, yeah, I know you're doing, you're, you're looking at stats and you're doing your reviews and you're kind of going to your resources, but is there, when do you just go with the gut? Yeah. Often. I mean, I'm a, I'm, I'm a visual guy. I watch, I like to look at the coaches, you know, uh, who's coaching. I like to look at defenses and I like to look at quarterbacks. That's, that's kind of what I look at, but yeah, there's always that gut instinct of, you know, who's got momentum, who doesn't have momentum. I mean, look, a lot of these prognosticators will get on and they'll just go through a laundry list of stats, right? You got to have them. You got to look at them, but oftentimes it'll just come down to a a gut instinct. I mean, I've been gambling for 35 years. Dan, Dan, you're I've right. Got a system. I got a system, but I, I don't share it. Dan, you're right. In the next ten years, he's going to be coaching. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's, he's going to be. He's going to be. He's, he's going to be in Boston. Manager. Yeah. Yep, he's going to be in Boston. <laughs> yeah. Manager. Manager. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah man. But you talk. You know. You talk about betting, right? And it's come so far. It's like I think I did a little uh, skit on my show where I think it was a Super Bowl. There are so many things that you can bet on now. Mm-hmm. We used to just call up and say, yeah, hey, Jimmy, give me the Pats minus 14. You hang up the phone. That's it. Alle- allegedly, the guy's name was Jimmy. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. Exactly. <laughs> well, there was there was four or five of them. There's Jimmy, Bobby, J- Jimmy one, Jimmy two, Jimmy three. Yeah, Jimmy. yeah exactly. Oh, that's um, funny. That's but funny. yet, I think there's so many things you can bet on now. It's It's insane. I mean... Just the live plays, the first half, second half, over-unders. It's insane. These these bookmakers and, you know, um, sports books, the fan duels, the pen gamings, the draft kings, they're going to make a shit ton of money. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They it's, are. Yeah. yeah. And, and think about then the casual and, and, I, and Dan and I are both casual betters, if you will. Right. I mean, it's, a, it, we're, it's, it's not what we're trying to do to uh, uh, to make ends meet. It's it, it's a fun thing. It gives us an opportunity to talk to uh, to folks like yourself, Dean, and, and uh, shoot the <laughs> shit and, uh, and, and go through some of this. It's and, and which is a lot of fun. It, but and then sometimes when you get lucky, right? You you can't win them all. Trust me. No, are, no you there, can't. There's a reason the books are still in business. If you were winning them all, they, there wouldn't be any place to bet, right? Right. So exactly. too, too too many unforeseen. Hold on, Cal. Uh, hold, Cal. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Dean, two things on the football. If you have them, you might not have them yet. Uh, who wins the bowl and who wins the MVP? Oh, jeez, who wins the bowl? It's so early to tell. Um, I know everybody is like, uh, Tampa Bay's, you know, cruising and they're going to win. And I, I'm, I just don't think that they're going to, I, I actually took them to, I, I think the over under for wins for them was 12 okay. and I took under 12. Okay. So I don't like Tampa Bay. Okay. Um, you know, 
That's a that's a good one. I don't a- really want Atlanta you, 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 Falcons. <laughs> oh, they stink. <laughs> they stink. I, I, I don't want to put something out there and then look back and be like, oh, you said that's blah, fine. Blah, okay, blah. you're not ready. You're it, not it, ready it's, yet. it's so yeah. early in the season. Okay, well, you want to you want to throw out a couple. You don't have to throw any. You don't have to throw you know, any. It's fine. It's fine. Some people like to like say early on in the season. I'm because of the lines here. I'm going to take these guys early. Like, I, if, yeah, you if, you, if you haven't done that yet, that's no worries. Yeah. Yeah. No, I haven't picked anybody yeah. to win the Super Bowl. I did like yeah. team totals. Okay. And um, one I one I know I did was under 12 wins for Tampa Bay. Okay. Um, it's not looking good right now, but I think that uh, it, it's funny. Again, I'm knock on wood, but it was all predicated on the fact that. Every year, I think Brady's going to get injured. <laughs> hey, so, it's a good prediction. Oh, my goodness. Here, here's, here, here's the bet. Here's the bet. Who gets injured first? Uh, shit, this is so bad. I shouldn't even be Yeah, that's no. I don't like that negative energy. Uh, no. Just, I'm quitting it. Quitting did you, it. Did you bet on the tennis U.S. Open at all? Did I bet what? The tennis U.S. Open? Oh, yeah. You did? Yeah, I did. You did? I did. How'd you do? Yep. I bet a few women's matches that I won. Oh. Um, and then I bet some totals on some matches. I, I think I came out one, one bet ahead. Oh, nice. So, yeah. And I'm not really a tennis guy, but it's fun. But, I have, a, but I have tennis people. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> you mean like you have a tennis racket? No, he means he's got a guy that knows tennis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's Jimmy, Jimmy six. Yeah. That's right. cool. That's cool. That's a fun, that was fun to watch the US open. I thought it was a good time. Yeah. I, I was watching like full matches, yeah. man. I, I, the Medvedev guy, I watched him play yeah. his semifinal match. I won that one. Actually, he played the young kid from Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget what his mm. name was, but I had Medvedev in that match. He beat him pretty sound. Mm-hmm. Um, the championship match, I didn't bet him against Djokovic. Mm-hmm. So, okay, cool, man. Yeah, rightfully so. What kind of money game are you? Uh, so, we want to go Ryder Cup next, or we want to get back to the tour? Um, I, it's it's up to you guys. I mean, you know, I just wanted to bring up, you know, again how thankful I was for the opportunity to caddy for these guys, and you know how amazing it's been, and you know, one quick story while I was caddying for in the, in that major, the PGA championship mm-hmm. at Harding park for rich barbarian, you know, it's one of those awe moments where, Holy shit, what am I doing here? Uh-huh. I had set Richie up on the range. I went up there, put a bucket down, not really realizing what was going on to the right of me is Bryson DeChambeau mm-hmm. and he's hitting balls, you know, and it's, he's just launching them into the stratosphere and I'm kind of watching him hit balls and Richie's hitting his balls and I'm cleaning his clubs. And all of a sudden there's a little commotion in my left mm-hmm. and everybody starts coming. Tiger sets up right next to us. Oh. So it's, so it's Tiger Woods. So, so you got sandwiched <laughs> Tiger Woods, Rich Barbarian, Bryson DeChambeau. Oh, and you know, it's, it's, Again, I was so nervous. I mean, I, all I was doing was cleaning clubs, but I was so nervous that he was the goat was right next to us. Mm. So that's, that was pretty cool. That's Those real are the cool. Moments. That's Those real are the cool. Moments you're like, holy crap, boy. You wow. know, again, just thankful for the opportunity. Um, again, you're probably being a little too humble, but, uh, yeah, that that's, I, I can understand how anybody, no matter how long you've been out there, you're probably, uh, sitting between those two individuals and it's kind of like a shit. What do I do now? Yeah. I was afraid to look over at Tiger. I was afraid to look over there. Like I'd get in trouble for, for looking at him, but uh, you know, I was trying to act like I've been there before, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just watching him, him hit balls for a half hour was, was pretty cool. 
That is very and, cool. Uh, yeah. You know, getting to play with Justin Rose and Henrik Stenson down in um, Louisiana. We were paired with them on Sunday in that team event with, uh, we, we actually played with Grayson Murray. Okay, cool. And my friend caddied for Grayson Murray. So it was me, Rob, Grayson, my friend Ricky, and we're paired up with, with Justin Rose and Henrik Stenson. So that had to be fun, huh? Oh man, it's you, you know me and my buddy are just looking at each other, shaking our heads like, "Wow, how, how did we get here?" You know, so it's it, it's just been awesome. Who did you play with at uh, Harding Park? Uh, Yaus Lauten and Lanto Griffin. Oh wow, okay, oh, cool. nice. Yeah. yeah, so we we played with them Thursday and Friday. Unfortunately, we didn't make the cut. Um, but uh, I mean, it was a major, and so That's can, a, that was a tough one, man. It was. It looked pretty cold up there. It was the first one oh. back, and it was just like golf was getting back. Man. The rough yeah. was miserable. Yeah. It looked like. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, it was wasn't great. Conditions weren't great. It, you know, you got that San Francisco fog. Mm-hmm. Um, it's cold. I think we teed off early in the morning one day. You know, it was dark when you get there, and then um, you know, peeling off layers kind of in the afternoon. Yeah, the rough was nasty. Greens were fast. Um, and you know, that's the other thing, like us amateurs, we're just kind of, we'd shoot 140 <laughs> on those courses. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's like, you kind of want to try it mm-hmm. after the tournament's done. You want to go out and, and give it a shot. It's like, to- let, let, Hey, can I just get nine? Can I play nine? <laughs> yeah. Cause, hey, if, cause like, you probably feel like you played 18 holes after nine, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. So just, you know, that's, that's been really fun. That was an experience right there. Just, yeah. Yeah. People would pay, I don't know. I don't know what they'd pay, but they, I'm sure, sure they'd pay a lot of money to do something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, they do it on Wednesday, so there you go. True. They, they, <laughs> it, it's pared down a little bit, though. They don't, uh, yeah, they, they don't. How do the, um, how do the players feel about Because I know, like, during, uh, I don't want to talk, but there was a time, you know, in the past 18 months where they kind of cut the, um, they cut the uh, the proams out, right? Just to keep everybody you know, keep keep everybody kind of out of there. Yeah. Um, are the players happy to see the proams back? I mean, is that a good thing? You don't have to answer if you don't want to. We can move. But I mean, is it is it positive that it's like, hey, we're doing it, and now they're doing nine holes? I think they used to do it. All that I played ever played in has been eighteen, uh, but now I think it's all nine hole runs. So I, I don't know how. What is that a good? Uh, everybody's receiving that well. Yeah, the players. And the amateurs, I think that they like it. It's been a win-win for 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 both of them. Sure, Cat, caddies too. <laughs> you know, now on Wednesdays, you know, like let's say you you paid your money to play in a pro am, you get to play with you know nine holes with Rob Oppenheim and nine holes with Doc Redmond. Sure, it breaks it up for the player, so he's not out there for That's six cool. seven hours. Yeah, um, and for the amateur, they get to meet two professionals. So I think it was a good move, and mm-hmm. I think you'd find that a hundred percent of the players would say the same thing. Yeah, good, nice. Uh, let's see. Oh, so all right, so let's we got to talk a little Ryder Cup, man. It's Ryder Cup week, and we'd be remiss if we didn't. Dan would be yelling at me like, "Why in the hell didn't you bring it up, Cal?" So <laughs> I'm bringing it up. Uh, off the bat, off the bat, and I know that we're not betting on this, but uh, but you can you can say uh, if you have a favorite or not. I think maybe if you can, and this is not betting. This is just talking about who do you think is going to win the tournament? You think it's USA or you think it's Europe? Well, I I know this much. Like the press has really brought up the fact that they don't think there's a lot of camaraderie and synergy with the U.S. team. But 
they're favored. They're minus 180 right now. In Europe, I think it's plus 190, and a draw is 1,000. Mm-hmm. So who do I think is going to win? I, you know, if I had to handicap it, I, I'm going to wait to see, you know, kind of what the weather is like. Um, just listen to a few folks, some reports as the week goes on. Um, but if you're asking me if I'd lean somewhere, I honest, I, I can't see, you know, I just can't see how the U.S. would lose. I just on, think on paper, there's no fucking way they should lose. I mean, <laughs> I th- th- this golf course is set up and it's favoring, uh, it's favoring Scheffler Bryson, Finau. I mean, it's like this is a bomber's golf course. And then the people that aren't bombing, and you've got Morikawa, you've got Spieth, you've got it. I mean, it's just everything is setting up in, in the sense that those guys should be able, in however you strategically <clears throat> take apart a golf course, they should be able to get there. Yeah. Is what it looks like. Yeah. 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 I think so. Hold on one second. All right, guys. Yeah. Hello? It's Coach Stricker. <laughs> what, what's Steve say? <laughs> Captain Stricker. Yeah, it's dynamite. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good idea. Yeah, okay. Bye-bye. He's getting the guys ready. They're doing uh, icebreakers in the room, <laughs> and they're going to do trust falls after. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to build some camaraderie. And some trust. Oh my God! <laughs> oh, I don't good. see. I don't see how they lose. Um, but, you know, I don't know what the weather's going to be like. I heard there's going to be some wind blowing. You know, then you start thinking, all right, well, wind players. You think of Europe; they know how to play in the wind. But most of those guys on Europe play a lot in the states. So, you know, I gotta. If I was a betting man which I am, I would probably take uh, the United States and put a little bit on a draw. Mm. Mm. There you go. Ooh, I, 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 think I, the, I think the last draw was 1969. Uh, I was I was getting ready to start typing it in. I'll take your word for it, Dynamite, and uh, and I'll, I'll say that's the case. And with everything that's gone on, I think we had the most – PGA tour playoffs last year. I think I could, I could be mistaken if there was more than 14. I mean, I'd like to know when the hell it was uh, technically asterisk. There were 15 if you count Eastlake. So uh, yeah, I, I think that was uh, that was a record setting year. I mean, why the hell not? What a way to start off. I mean, it, it just says, uh, here you go. I, I, I like the way you're thinking there. I, uh, you, you, it's been recorded. I did put money down on Euro a few months ago and they oh. were, they were, they were, they were definitely, it, it was some pretty good money. I was trying to look and see, I don't, I don't have it pulled up yet, but it, it was, it, if they do win, it, it's going to be a pretty good payday. So, um, let's get, can we go into Wait, some back up? You, you bet the Europeans. I couldn't resist, man. He got some really um, good odds on it early. It, what was, it was good Did fucking it? money. It was like I think it was, I think it was like four fifty or something. Oh wow! Okay, and yeah. I, I I could be wrong. I'm not look. I'm trying to look for it. I, I don't see it under here. But I think it was like four fifty. I I could be complete. It could have been two fifty. It was an even number ish kind of. <laughs> yeah, so. I think you know the crowd obviously can play a factor in bringing these these players together. You know. They got to get out early to a good lead, 
Um, and I think you'll get the crowd involved, and I think that helps generate momentum and, and get the players going. You know, but the press, you know, they try and <clears throat> make like there's this big, you know, nobody likes each other yeah. thing with the United States. Yeah. Eh, yeah. I think I think that that's been done well mm. enough. But we're not we're not naysayers here, and we love everybody on tour. We're we're t- we're fans of everyone on tour. Uh, but now this is a question that you don't want to answer, but I do want to ask it: Is what's the over under on the fans that get thrown out for yelling Brooksy? <laughs> oh man, uh, I think uh, there's going to be some. I think there's going to be some. Yeah, yeah. you know. Um, you know, we talk about gambling, right? Mm-hmm. So now you got gambling involved, and I think it's more heightened than ever, right? You, you've got people throwing money on on players to do certain things, finish in certain places, and a few drinks into these people, and they start yelling at these players, like, you know, oh, you cost me X amount of dollars, and blah, blah, blah. Um, so the Brooksy comments, yeah, I think there'll be a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, tongue in cheek there, but uh, but yeah, but I, I think that they're and and here's what I'd be interested in, and, and we'd love to have you back on the show sometime uh, to talk about you know kind of the the afterthoughts of what's going on up there, where what happens and occurs. But it's like it you know it, it's almost in one vein, you know, with the whole uh, the player impact program and everything, and you know, and then and then the and then Monahan's coming out like publicly making a statement, and, and again, I'm not trying to steer you in any corner. The, this is the thoughts of 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 me dan hasn't said anything yet he may back it up or he may totally deny it but you know the the whole scenario is uh it's like if you keep fueling the fire you know i mean it's just like any other media right i mean it just keeps adding and building and adding and building and at some point it's like well when you ignore it then it, it, it doesn't stop immediately, but it eventually stops because it's not getting any attention. And right. as long as people keep giving it, even if it's negative attention, it's still going to get that attention that if you really don't want it, I don't know why you're giving it any attention. Right. Other right. than you feel like you have to, but I don't know. It, we're all, we're all uh, have been through the processes and are of an age that any attention is good attention. You just got to ignore that shit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, they'll, they'll go on with uh, Brooks's comments about majors and stuff like that. They'll, they'll just keep dragging that out, I'm sure. Oh, I know. You think he's uh, – I already know what your answer is. My answer <laughs> is hell no. Oh, you think he's going to break the record? Uh, I don't know. I mean, you never know. I, I'm actually – you know, I, I don't have a problem with him saying it. I Will he break it? Most likely not, right? But he's got that – machismo you know he put it out in the universe and said yeah so i like that that he put it out there and now he owns it and good for him i mean hey more power to you right i mean yeah you, you, you gotta have some of that right to, to you want to go out and you want to win i mean what the fuck i i get it i get <laughs> that i probably wouldn't say it you can think it, but yeah. he's put it out in the universe now, and now it's up to him to go get it. He, he was also riding a blow-up uh, pink flamingo in a pool with a coconut drink when he said yeah. that. So just... <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't ahead, think man. I don't think anybody will ever break it that doesn't say it out loud. That I like it. Yeah, yeah. That that got to have that confidence, right? You know. I like it, Daniel. Yeah, yeah, you definitely need it, yeah. and you, you you know, he he said it, so now he's he's got to do it, and of course everybody jumps on him for for saying something like that. But 
you know what? That's the way he thinks. Yeah. yeah. So, that, they're not jumping on anybody about saying one thing. It's a collective. So. Well, yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah you're right. Hold on. So dynamite. Can, can I get into some, can, can we get into some matchups and uh, can we get uh, one stick or two sticks or a stick and no stick? Or you don't want to get into <laughs> matchups. Yeah, we can get into matchups. <laughs> You know, I, yeah, we can get into some, Yeah, and, and it's, you know, not, not good or bad, I, but some of these I think are pretty interesting, right? Uh, you, Dan, you, you going to pull them up or are we just going to uh, chat about them? Um, I can pull some up. Sure. Give me a second. Yeah. So I, I'll, I'll go with the first one. I think what I, what I find most interesting. Well, can um, I stop you? Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. Who, and Dan, yeah. let me ask you, who yeah. do you think is going to win the most points on the United States team or who would you bet? I can go if you don't want to go, Dan. Um, go ahead, you first. Yeah, I'm going. I think JT. I, I think JT is set up. Uh, I think he's. I think the course is going to play fine for him. I think it's going to set up. Uh, set up okay. And uh, and I think that he that you know that he's walking into an element, and I think JT you know is, is going to do it. I don't think he's favored to win the most points, but I, I think this could be his time to shine. I mean, he's been out for uh, you know a couple. He's had a few weeks off, and uh, I think he's good to go. We just I think up, he is. Know. I think he is the favorite. Oh, for, shit. Uh, Rom, for Rom the- was overall, but he said US. So let me see. Yeah, he said US. Yeah. Said US. Mm-hmm. Just US. I think he is uh, favored. Could be. Let's take a look. I got it right here. And, yep, he, and is. Rom, he is. Yep. And then DJ behind uh, him. Is. Yep. Yep. Did I lose you guys? No, no, you're there. Nope. No, no, no. We're here. So yeah, it, it is JT, and then it's uh, it's um, uh, DJ behind him in terms of US, who's mm-hmm. favored. Yep. Can you hear us? Yeah, okay. I got you. Yep. All right. Uh, I, I did not pick him because he was the favorite other than, well, shit. Now until I look at the, uh, at the matchup and it's JT and JR both negative negative one ten, So it's like, well, I don't know who's betting that shit. <laughs> All right. Um, Can, uh, so who we got? So matchups, okay, Cal, I'll, I'll kick it to you because we want to be correct in this and you got, you can, you can, you can, uh, go with it from there so Cantlay versus hovland Cantlay is one minus 155 hovland is plus 125 i, I mean for the money for the money <laughs> yeah i'm, I'm me too. i love this thing i, I love this mic <laughs> Okay, so Dynamite, when we said we can't wait to have you back on the show, uh, you're, you're one-upping the host. Sorry. Uh, you're Which is great. Both, I love you're it. You're one-upping both hosts. Uh, so actually, how do you feel about taking over a show? Uh, I, I don't think I could handle it. You, you guys do a great job. I, I'd screw it all up. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to go – I'm going to have to go uh, – gonna go dynamite and i'm going hovland as well i i think that i think Cantley. i don't think he got there's a lot of luck involved in golf there's also a lot of skill and all these guys are skilled and i think that uh Cantley is a hell of a player but i think in this setting and what they're getting ready to get into javi is gonna own this one okay 
We'll do, we'll do three I mean, more. Cantley's been putting the eyes out of it. Yes. I mean, he's been that fucking putter. He needs oven mitts for that thing. <laughs> okay. Okay. So if the putter is not fucking hot, then guess guess what? I mean, they're playing a Lynx course. It's going to be windy as fuck up there on Lake Michigan. And Javi could very, I mean, Javi gets sand in his fucking eye and he goes over and wins the Scottish <laughs> Open. Right? Here's, here's the sand in your eye. Come on, man. Uh, yeah. All right. Three more. Sorry, all right. Three more. All right. All Shoffle right. minus 110. McElroy minus 110. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, I probably, I mean, McElroy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> do I have to? Do I have to pick that one? I don't no. really like that match. You don't have to. You, you don't have, you to. have to. I I wouldn't pick it unless he said it. And I think that those could easily be the two uh, the two winning uh, two so. total mo- uh, two Point total counters? points. Yeah. All right, yeah. Then. All right. Let's go to the two favorites, and then we'll do. We'll finish on one that's a little bit more um, unfavorite. So, JT minus one ten. John Rahm minus one ten. These are uh, real. These are real. <laughs> well, hey, hold on. Hold on. With or without an ailment. <laughs> I mean, who who has been like unluckier than John Rahm th- in the uh, past? No. Like, no. And, and, you know, I think his attitude has been pretty good throughout the whole thing. Um, I, I mean, I got to geez, that's that's hard. That one's hard. You're putting me on the spot. Okay. I think. I, I would probably go JT. Yeah. All right. I had to. You too. I already picked him, so there right. you go. Last, okay. last one. Both minus 110. Morikawa or Casey? Morikawa. Ooh. Morikawa. <laughs> I, like I like Colin's game. I like his demeanor. I think he's going to thrive in this. Okay. There you go. Casey. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> really? Mm. I, well, I mean, I think Casey likes, uh, he likes Pete Dye courses. Mm-hmm. Uh, Casey plays well. Uh, he plays good links golf. And I haven't seen a lot of Paul Casey lately that he, he should be rested up man. and he, and he is no version to the Ryder cup. Yeah, no, I know. He just, there's something about, he seems too laissez faire, you know, like, I don't know. I don't. I think I don't know. I I, I like Colin. I like Colin's something about him. Yeah, I do too. He's got it. He's got it in him. I do. He's got that killer instinct, man, for sure. Yeah. 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 He's a, yeah. winning is a skill, and he's he's definitely got it. Yeah. Yeah. Casey's exactly. a bread. I mean, he's nice to everybody. You know, it's like, oh, hello, let's have a tea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Terrell Hatton's not like that. <laughs> Well, yeah, but that, he's a whole, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother thing, man. He also drives a Lamborghini, okay? Now he Ian could afford it. Ian Poulter's not like that. Nope. Nope. A completely another, I mean, those people are like, they're spectru- rich. They're, but they're spectrums away from who Paul Casey is. I'm not saying that they're all oh, not I, nice people. I'm not saying that they're all not nice people. Oh, I, I, yeah, no, I think they're all good guys. I'm just saying, like, I, I thought you said that Paul's like, you know, hmm. No. Yeah, but I, I yeah, but he, he, to me, he lacks that. Um, <clears throat> um, I guess fire. Mm-hmm. No, Paul didn't get America. He didn't get like uh, Americanized. Like Paul, I think Paul has stuck with the yeah, uh, like, I agree. Like, like the roots of the British culture and and, and Hat Hatton and <laughs> and uh, Poulter. 
those fuckers are like, I mean, they're like, uh, it's like Jay-Z out here. It's like, you know, they're like <laughs> dropping it down. I know, I'm not that far, but you know what I'm saying? They've oh, been boy. totally Americanized and they're like, hell no. Give me the Ferrari and give me the Lamborghini. And we ain't talking to any damn bot. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Um, I think you nailed it there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dan, you're still up. No, that's it for the matchups. I know, I know we've kept him that's for a it for while. The we're, him, we're getting uh, the matchups, yeah. Yeah. All right, Dynamite, what else do you want to cover at the Ryder Cup? I got a couple cigar questions for you, and then uh, we can't keep you all night, I know. No, this has been fun. Um, nothing really at the Ryder Cup. I'm just looking forward to watching it. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see the fans out there and, and cheering. You know, we, we touched upon some of the rowdy ones, but all in all, I think 96% of them are going to be great. Yep. Absolutely. There's always that, you know, 4% that are going to be assholes and ruin it for everybody else. And so I'm looking forward to watching it. And then I, obviously I'd be pulling for the USA. Yep. 100%. Yeah. I am too. And I did put a little money on USA when the money was right. So I'm just saying, so I, I hedged a little when I needed to. So, uh, right. well, I mean, if, if it was 450, I mean, you, you got to throw something on Europe at 450. No, no, I got to look and see, I'll, I'll send you a message and let you know what it was. I got, I, I didn't want to lose interest in the conversation and looking through my, my betting card. So, all right. Um, all right. So, so a few things. So um, golf courses, yeah. Uh, so I know you mentioned old Chatham earlier. I think you, you play, you got a club up in, uh, up in, uh, in Massachusetts that you play at. If, if you don't want to mention those, or if you do want to mention those again, any favorite courses, and it could be to play or to caddy at, um, anywhere, wherever. Uh, so I really liked, um, the Tahoe course, um, I like that event. It was just, it was nice. You know, uh, Rob's wife and my wife came out. Um, we spent the week there and, you know, we would get up every morning and go dip into the lake oh, cool. um, and then head to the course. or we'd go after we were done practicing. Very cool. Um, just the scenery there is just, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. So I, I really enjoyed Tahoe. <laughs> um, we, we got really fortunate to stay on the 18th fairway all week at Pebble. Oh, wow. so that, yeah. Again, you know, like just, so you're spoiled now is what you're saying. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> but, um, yeah. I mean, I've just been taken on this journey and this ride. That's amazing. You know, I, I woke up, I'd go for a run down uh, 18 fairway every morning. I met Macklemore one morning. Um, you know, the, the rapper, the yeah. singer. Yeah. So did you, did you drop a little something with him? How did it, it go? How'd it go? Oh, hell no. I can't rap. <laughs> I, I, wouldn't even, I wouldn't even attempt it. I did. I ran by him and then I ran back and I said, oh shit. Do you mind if I take a picture? He's the only guy that I took a picture with. I've been around other, you know, celebrities, if you will. Um, but he's the only guy I took a picture with. That's cool. Well, how, how'd he take it? Oh, he was cool. He was so. I, I saw your picture. He had the big. Uh, he had the handlebars rocking. And yeah, he was very accommodating. He stayed um, two houses down or lodges down from us. Very cool. Um, That's awesome. So I'd say Pebble Tahoe, um, and honestly, I'd caddy anywhere that I could. So I, you know, when you said favorite place to caddy, I'd, I'd go anywhere to caddy. <laughs> I take it back, yeah. Joe. I take it back. 
he's going to be managing the San, uh, the, uh, San Francisco Giants in 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, he's like that West Coast. <laughs> Why do we keep saying I'm going to manage a baseball team? I well, I picked the Red football. Sox earlier, but that's definitely going to be a West Coast team. <laughs> let's go football. I'll uh, coach a football team. Okay. What, what, the 49ers. What about, what, what about the 49ers? <laughs> now, now you're talking. That's who I picked to win the Super Bowl. Oh, oh no! You heard, you heard it here first. Dynamite <laughs> services. 40, 49ers. I put a hundred dollars on them to make twelve hundred. Oh, nice. That's a good bet, really. They're solid. See, They're that, solid this that's year. That's like that's kind of Euro shit that I did, right? I mean, like, well, fuck, I can't pass this up. I got to, I got to put that. I mean, let me put something down. That's so. a solid that bet. Was the, that was the one play I made before the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Solid. What, what about courses to play? What what's what's a favorite? And uh, what haven't you played yet that uh, that's on your list? Well, I actually have a funny story. So we, we were out at Pebble and it was Wednesday and Rob wakes up in the morning. He goes, uh, Dynamite, I got good news for you and bad news. And I said, all right, well, what's the good news? He says, I'm going over to play Cyprus. <laughs> I, I said, okay, well, what's the bad news? He says, you're not. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to work today. So Cyprus would be one of them. Um, I didn't get a chance to play that. I played Pebble and Spyglass. Those, oh, nice. those two courses are beautiful. Um, you know, obviously Augusta. I mean, yeah. I would. how could you not be in, in golf and not want to play Augusta. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, Augusta, my home court, old Chatham's a really nice course to play. Um, the, the courses here in Massachusetts and new England, there's some real pretty courses down on Cape Cod. Um, my comet's one of them. Um, there's a, there's a few. Very cool. So Very yeah. Cool. So th- those courses anywhere where I could have, you know, a good game mm-hmm. you know, with good people. Mm-hmm. Sure. It's yeah. really more about that for me than, than the courses. It's like, yeah, yeah. So, some, sometimes the hang in the company's uh, better than anything else that goes on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Have a few drinks, play a big money match and, and uh, have some fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Sure. Uh, all right. So if we're smoking, yeah. Uh, give me uh, so for, if we're going to a big money match and we're going to impress some folks, what, what, what's uh, what's a stick or two I'm picking up and then give me some, uh, you know, I'm going to the Muni and it's, you know, I had a rough week the week before. Maybe I didn't listen to dynamite's uh, picks and I, I, I went against well, I've it. Had, I've had bad weeks too. They're not all good. So <laughs> I'm just trying to stay above 55%. That's a good go. Yeah. So, so, so give me two ends of the spectrum on the sticks. Well, shit. Um, so I always smoke these JFR lunatics. Mm. Um, they're about eight bucks. Oh, not bad. Yeah. And it'll last me 12 holes. I got another story for you. I we love the fact that he's got the 12 holes down. I love this. Yes. <laughs> we, were, we were playing in, um, well, cause everybody asks, well, how long is that going to last you? Perfect. That sucker's huge. You know, they, I started smoking them and, and, you know, I would smoke them during events and then people would say, Oh, you know, can I have a puff of your cigar or wow, <laughs> look at that cigar. And it kind of got, uh, it's like, no, you cannot. It was too, well, I, I'm going to get to something. Um, so it became a distraction and I kind of stopped smoking them out on while we were playing when this young girl in Dallas, um, we, we were playing an event. We were about 10 holes in young girl had a few, had a few Budweiser's and she was along the ropes and we're walking up to a par three. Rob had hit his shot on the green 
and we're walking up there and I had not on this thing for 10 holes. So the end of the cigar is all mangled, flat and mushy and gnarly and everything. Yeah. Yeah, Just nasty. And the girl goes, Hey, caddy, daddy, can I have a puppy or cigar? So I, I walked over and I gave it to her and sure enough, she put it in her mouth and she was smoking it. So how many holes did that last until it got, yeah, you go ahead. Sir. Well, I put it back in my mouth and Rob's like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, I'm finishing my cigar. And he's like, that, that's disgusting. And my wife happened to be there at that, at that tournament too. And she's like, what did you just do? And I said, well, the girl said you wanted a pop of my cigar. So I gave him one. I, she's like, yeah. Don't you know what's going on in the world? <laughs> I said, oh, yeah, you guys are right. I probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> but we get tested every week and, um, you know, knock on wood, um, I'm healthy and no, no COVID or anything. So, uh, And you're smoking good cigars. It, uh, so, JFR, is that the place out of Tampa? I don't it, think so. I mean, I, I picked these up over in, in New Hampshire. Okay. There's, a, right. there's a cigar store called uh, Two Guys Cigar. They got a huge selection. And I go in there and I just grab a box of these. Now, if I was going to a Muni, I'd probably go into the Muni. If I didn't have a, a bunch of cash, I'd go into the Muni and buy the cheapest cigar and puff on that. Uh, I know, but when they start crunching in your mouth, man, it's uh, it's rough. Nasty. It's rough. It's, it's rough. Uh, dynamite. I, I don't know what else to say, but I mean, I could sit here and talk to you for hours, but then uh, Dan will yell at me because I got drunk. And uh, who knows what he'll say then? I don't. Dan, what do you got for dynamite? I think you covered it all, man. So I guess if we're coming into town up there, where would you take us for? Like, uh, where's your hole in the wall eatery or whatnot up there? You know. Oh man, um, there's this place that I go down the street. It's in Andover, Massachusetts. It's called. Well, there's two places. One, I take you to Fitzy's for breakfast in Lowell. Nice. That's where we go hang out. I'm actually going to meet Rob's dad there tomorrow morning with our our good friend Winky. Cool. We go there. We kind of talk shop, talk business, talk hold golf. On, hold on. Can can you mention Rob's dad? Since you already mentioned a guy named Winky. <laughs> yeah. So we got Dynamite Winky, and what's Rob's dad? Or is it just you, you just call him? Hey, it's Rob's dad. No, Big Jim. Big Jim. <laughs> Big Jim. So hold on. So we got Dynamite Winky and Big Jim Oppenheim. Yeah. That's, that's our, that's our, uh, that's the, that's our company. We have a meeting. We have meetings every nice. so often. Nice. I love this. Un- so we, unbelievable. We meet at Fitzy's for breakfast and then for dinner, I'd probably take you guys to a place called Andiamo's. It's a Italian place in Andover and they have the best meatballs I ever had in my life. Wow. That's I cool. order them four at a time. Oh man. That sounds you, terrific. Andiamo's? Yeah. Andiamo's. Mm. Perfect. Yeah, you can't tell by my southern accent. Come on up. But, uh, well, hey, be careful. <laughs> uh, and my. Uh, it's only an hour and 15 minute flight. That's uh, true. That's not an RDU. It's true. No, you're in Atlanta. Yeah, shit. We get, we get direct flights up there. It's no big deal. There you go. Uh, we'll take you up on that for sure. Don't yeah, that'd do, be fun. Don't, What's your don't. handicap? Uh, shit. I'm like an just below an 11. I'm like a 10, eight or something right now. So, all right. So we play even. How about you, Dan? Oh, hell no, there is no, even. <laughs> so you're playing, you're playing at a six and we're playing even Fuck that. Hell no. Hey. Uh, I'm, I'm well over 20. Yeah. I'm terrible. Yeah. That's Dan, right. Dan, Dan's playing at about an 18 and a half. So right. well, it's uh, like I said earlier, it's all about having fun. We'll, mm. I'll get you some cigars from two guys. 
We'll play some golf and then we'll go eat meatballs. That our sounds like a time there. That sounds uh, fun. That, that, that does sound like a fantastic time. And uh, we're, we're definitely looking forward could to you that. Br- you could broadcast from the sports laboratory in here where, mm-hmm. I, where I do all my picking. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a nice room for sure. Yeah. It's we not could. really that. That's not that nice. Who is that Tyson and... Uh, uh, Evander back there? Over no, here? that's uh, that's that's my good friend Mickey Ward. You ever mm. see the movie The Fighter? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that's the the film was filmed in Lowell, Massachusetts, where oh, where I live. Cool. And so I'm friends with uh, with Mickey. Oh, very the cool. short, the, but Mickey is Mickey the short guy. Mickey is the guy getting punched in the face. Okay, yeah. Well, I was looking at the short guy, and then it, it's a little bit of distance, so I can't say. I just thought it was Tyson, like against Evander or one of the uh, Kalichnikovs or something, just because <laughs> yeah. I, I, could, I could see like a really short guy and a really big guy getting punched in the face. So I, I was just. Uh, <laughs> They're uh, light welterweights. And so okay. Mickey, Mickey fought that guy, Arturo Gatti, three times. If you haven't watched Legendary Nights on HBO, hmm. please Google it watch it they talk about these guys uh fighting each other and then becoming best friends and they didn't cover that in the movie the fighter but these guys fought each other three times in the three fights they literally just beat the hell out of each other wow. was it Chris, was it christian bale yeah. yeah i played mickey's brother dickie oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. very cool <laughs> holy stuff. shit uh th- we got to do this again man yeah i would love to i'm getting ready to handicap oh here I we gotta- go I'm to put my, uh, my Superman cape on. <laughs> he's getting ready for what the I game. Have? I have a half hour before. He's getting ready for the game. Yeah, he's got to go. It's dynamite. Uh, there are multiple services. You can, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't even know what else to say, man. I mean, well, if you need stock tips or portfolio tips, I mean, I can give you a few. I put a few out there on Instagram with success. A lot of them were winners. They all were actually. The only one that we're holding right now is Points Bet, which we bought at $12 and it's down to, shoot, I think it's at $7. But I think they eventually get bought out by a, a FanDuel or a DraftKings. Hmm. Cool. Uh, what, yeah, roll with a few more. Who else you got? Well, those are the ones I recommended. Or just point, point. I mean, I, I bought and sold a bunch. Chewies. <clears throat> I bought that at 70, sold it at 100. Uh, Raytheon, I bought that at 60, sold it at 69. Riot Blockchain, I bought that at uh, 14, sold it at 24. Those are the ones that I put out on uh, my Instagram. Mm, Cool, man. Those are good winners, yeah. They're great winners. I kind of, I just, uh, I guess I'm doing what I love. That's, that's all you can ask, man. That's, that's fun. Right? Yeah. Just like you guys. There you go. Yeah. Oh. Right? Absolutely. Are you enjoying the podcast? I oh, mean, yeah. do you like uh, who's your next guest? Your favorite guest and your next guest? Oh, well. Well, well, you're our next guest. <laughs> it's going to be released. Your next guest is going to be released. Uh, well, hopefully, hopefully, if things go well in Wisconsin, uh, our next guest will be Mark Immelman uh, oh, nice. li- live from the Ryder Cup. So that'll be second time on the show, maybe third, second time on the show, I believe. So, uh, yeah, so hopefully things go well and he's, uh, he's back on who's our favorite guest. 
Uh, shit, that's a tough one. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, obviously, I'm throwing you under the bus. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm not afraid to answer. And, and I mean, I, I'd like to, I mean, I'll be cheesy and say the next one is our favorite one. Um, but I, I will be, uh, yeah, but it's, uh, but you know what? It's fun to talk with folks like yourself. Um, and, and I'm not saying that, um, it's fun to talk to people that are passionate about what they do, that like to do what they're doing. And, uh, it, 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 because it makes it such an easy conversation to have. Right. I mean, it, it means, and especially when they say drink one for me, then it means, well, hell, this is going to make, it's going to be easy day for me. And that, that thing would be empty if dynamite (laughs) was still drinking. (laughs) Well, we've had plenty of shows where that does happen. And, uh, how many have you had twist that thing around? Nah, not many, not many. I've had enough. No, I've only had like a couple. I mean, it's, I, I pour a lot, but they're like little small sips, you know, what's your favorite, um, bourbon. Oh, fuck. that's a wrap. Dan, what's yours? Uh, my favorite bourbon. Let's see. Um, well, we had this. We had a good barrel pick earlier this year. That was we from. Did, we did a ragtime rye. That was it's really fucking, good. It, it's a rye, but it's fantastic. Yeah. I don't even know what the fuck that means. I used to just drink it so I could get smashed. Yeah. What, what do you pick a barrel? What does that mean? What's uh, that terminology? Good no, oh, Dan, go ahead. So in the warehouse, they have barrels all over the place, right? So we're looking yeah. for a single barrel. So we'll have we'll take we'll take samples from like five different barrels, and we'll taste them as as those barrels, and we'll pick the one that we like the best, and we'll take we'll take that barrel, and we'll make oh, bottles. Okay. So we're not mixing right. barrels together. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, so it's just so it's a single. So and it's uh, what is our friend Mickey Pinstripe says? He says it's single barrel roulette. Mm-hmm. So you never know what you're going to get, and also you're never going to get another barrel that tastes like that one. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. So it's it's unique in the sense of uh, you know of, of it's something that you'll never be able to get again once those bottles are completely gone. So <laughs> I don't know. It, it's uh, you, you've got to see. That's, that's what's interesting, Dynamite is you've got a favorite cigar. I would be hard pressed to say that I have a favorite bourbon. If I had a, if, I, if you said you only get one for the rest of your life. Yeah. Well, I'd I don't say, think that's what he's saying, Cal. Well, I think what he's saying is what's your, what's your, what do you go to the most? Ooh, wild turkey, rare breed, barrel proof. That was a quick answer. You know. that's, that, that's probably what I go to. The, but I don't. But I don't go to it the most. But that's what I would go to the most. That's readily available. That's affordable. That's not like ridiculously priced. So gotcha. Uh, yeah. But just like with cigars, I mean, I could keep going down that road with you too. And <laughs> and uh, you know, have you been to Cuba yet? No, I haven't. Ah, shit. You missed your chance, probably. But, um, I, I mean, I'm saying you could stick around and get down there. But well, he could, he's, uh, going to, he's probably going to get on to uh, Mayacoba or something. Dominican. I'm telling you, man, yeah. if you if you're if you're and I've been to to Boston several times. I know, Lyle, you, you, you know, you folks up there are a little different. It's like, well, we ain't Boston. We ain't, we're not Boston. Damn it. We're not Boston, but, but, I, but, but I get it. Right. And, and I understand that there's differences in, in, you know, in, in geographic locations within a, 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 a smaller uh, geo, but uh, I I've never been more humbled than going to Cuba. And all I wanted to do was drink rum and smoke cigars. And those people opened my eyes so much to like, just, just like being a nice person and being just 
good people. Now, I, I mean, I'm sure there's bad people everywhere you go. We didn't run into those uh, at any point in time of the trip. But man, I'm telling you, if you haven't made a trip to Cuba, it is, it, and especially if you like to smoke cigars, if you don't oh, drink yeah. rum, you don't have to. Uh, but it is, it, you know, it, it's, there's other things that you'll see down there that are very kind of like a oh, shit, you know, that's, you know, it's a very poor country in the sense that they manage it and they, it doesn't have to be, they just manage it that way, but they're not political, not political, just my observation. Uh, but it is, if you want to go down there and really enjoy stuff and get a hold of some, and I'm sure that there's other places you can go and do that, you know, Nicaragua, Nicaragua and such haven't had a chance to do that yet, but I did take advantage of the opportunity to be able to travel to Cuba several years ago. And that is probably the best cultural trip, even though we went like as, you know, like the handful of us as friends went down there and it, probably the most awesome experience I've had thus far culturally seeing a different uh, country in my life. Yeah, it's yeah, really so cool. You, your expectations were probably pretty low and they, they blew you away. Is that, is that accurate? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. It was such, such a good time. Yeah. So that's awesome. He's got to go, Cal. He's got a football game to watch. I, I know. I know. I know. Sorry about that. Uh, so dynamite boys. Thank you very thank you. much. I appreciate it. You got it. Thank you. Talk soon. Absolutely. Well, we will. We Cheers. Will. Cheers. Cheers.